Hi, I'm Mark Bud. And I'm Jair Briggs Davis. And we're from Mark and Jair Explain Sports. This is a tripod production. The following is a tripod production. Do not attempt to adjust your dial. Mark Bud and Jair Brooks Davis, two friends growing up in the Big Apple, two friends who became sports writers at the top of their craft. Mark, the assistant sports editor of Drexel University's The Triangle. Jair, the color commentator and reporter at Curry College. On their own, they give their own unique insights. However, together, Mark and Jair explain sports. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Mark and Jair Explain Sports. A lot of things have happened since we last spoke. Mark, how are you feeling today? Uh, Super Bowl, I know that you're happy. What's going on? What's up, Jair? You know, I'm doing pretty well. I'm in a pretty good mood. There's a lot going right in the sports world. So right now, you know, the Eagles, the, I said the Eagles, the, the Sixers are in first place. Um, amazing. You know, the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers destroyed the, the Chiefs. Amazing. Although I didn't win my bet, but still amazing that the Bucs won because I was rooting for them. So, and, you know, baseball, signings happening, but, you know, your boy Trevor Bauer signed with the Mets. No, not with the Mets, signed with the Dodgers. I wish he signed with the Mets. That would, I would, I would have loved to see a reaction of him getting paid $40 million a year. But I think you guys actually lucked out on that one. Yeah, so we're going to start with baseball today. Well, actually, we always start with baseball, mostly. Well, mostly we start with baseball. But, yes, let's talk about the Trevor Bauer deal. We don't, I don't have the numbers right now, but, Mark, I want to start it this way. Last week, while, like, right before Trevor Bauer, like, the announcement was official, I took my grandfather to the doctor's office and I recall a certain someone in a group chat with uh, David Barrett and Derek McGraw. Uh, I I recall a certain someone saying, yeah, Jair, I see the reason why I get tired of the hype around this guy and his whole entire announcement and and the diva stuff. Mark, I don't know. You don't have to look too far. Yeah, it was me. I said it, I'll admit it. Yeah, I agree. I said that because he, you know, he's trying to do like this announcement thing and like he, hey man, if you were, if you were wanting to get Trevor Bauer, imagine how pissed you would have been. It made it seem like the Mets were going to sign it. He like kind of played the Mets to get a contract out of the Dodgers. Yes, and apparently. Not a nice move. And then he wanted to do like his LeBron James type decision. Bro, you're not LeBron. Like get out of here with that. And by the way, LeBron got criticized for that. So why, why would he, he's just. Yeah, he seems like he has a lot of baggage. Like, it, like in LeBron's case, I believe that he was like raising money for for children. Yeah, he did it like the, like the boys and girls club. So like, fine. Yeah, but I mean, in Trevor Bauer's case, Mark, it's just like I couldn't. That I can't. I cannot. It's just like you know, one good season. I think he had twelve starts last year. He went five and three or five and four last year with a one something ERA. I just can't. I just don't respect that out of Trevor Bauer. Put some time in, bro. Like that's just how I feel. Like yeah, like a couple of years ago, he had he had a pretty good year, but he's just he just hasn't been inconsistent. He no, he has been inconsistent, and his numbers just have not like just matched up to that level 
for in a 60 game season just for you to be as high paid as like Garrett Cole or something like that. No, not that's not me. By the way, I you know that those two have major beef with each other. Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer. They were college teammates and apparently they did not like each other. I you know what Mark? I'll give you credit because I did not know that one. Wow. So I, I, I based you on a baseball fact. Wow. I did I did not know that one. I'm okay, going come on man. What the hell? I'm going to have to look that one up. Yeah, I'm, they have some beef. They went to college together, and they do not like each other. And it was said that Trevor Bauer was looking to purposely get more pay, get more money per year than him. Which yeah. Is well, I well in that case, I hope that Trevor Bauer, even if Trevor Bauer pitched, actually no, I'm not gonna say this. I I hope Trevor Bauer comes out with at least a four point something and higher ERA, and I hope that he just doesn't match up to what he did last year in his Cy Young year. Yeah, I see that, Jair. So, Jair, my question for you is, what do the Mets do now? Obviously, they were willing to spend $40 million a year for Trevor Bauer. So where are they going to use that money now? Are they going to use all that money? Or are they going to save some resources for next year? I know they signed two guys that, eh, they're okay. Albert Amora, I think that's his name. Albert Omore Jr. and uh, they they just they signed um, Jonathan VR yesterday. Uh, very sexy signings. Uh, I beg to differ a little bit, Mark. You like those signings? For me personally, I like the signings. Jonathan VR, I'm honestly surprised that he was not an All Star in 2019, the last year that we had a a full season. Yes, he had a he had a down year last year, and yes, things were weird with COVID and all that. But I guess that it, it doesn't count as a good excuse. You know, he had two home runs and fifteen RBIs in fifty two games with a .232 batting average. But in but in twenty nineteen in Baltimore, he had twenty four home runs and seventy three runs batted in with a .274 batting average, and and he played in one hundred sixty two games. I'm a I'm 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 a fan of Jonathan VR coming to the Mets. To be a, a super utility guy. Um, some Mets fans speculate that what's going to happen is that with Jeff McNeil, they could play him in left field, center field. They're going to put Nimmo out in center field or Conforto out in center field. They're going to they could put Jeff McNeil in the outfield, and they could put VR at second base to man second base with Francisco Lindor at short, JD Davis at third. The Mets do have options, and it, it would be cool to see the Mets bring back Justin Wilson. They could pursue Jake Odorizzi. They could pursue James Paxton or Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker, he had a pretty good 2020, I'd say. And I guess that the Mets won't have, like, the most solidified ever number two. I guess their number two could be Carlos Carrasco, but they could have pretty good solidified number threes. Stroman, is Stroman a number two pitcher to you? I think he's pretty good, yeah. Carrasco's pretty good too, though. I guess that you can say that Carrasco. Actually, you know what? Let me, let me rephrase that. I guess that Carrasco and Stroman could fit in as your number two. Uh, it, Oda Rizzi, he had an all-star year when I believe Jeremy Hefner, maybe it was Jeremy Hefner. I might be wrong. Oda Rizzi had a good 2019, I believe. And I know that injuries cost him in 2020. And the Mets do have options and they're not far off. Jackie Bradley Jr., I know I heard that he wants too much money. So that's why the Mets may not pursue him. But anyways, Mark, what about hey, you? What are your thoughts on the Mets? The, I think there's a, like a projection website and they have the Mets the first in their division with the Phillies and the, the Braves. They have the Mets going first. I think that 
and they have the Phillies and beating floors in there. I think that the Mets have a chance to the Mets have a very solidified chance to be within the top um, three teams in the National League East. The Phillies, well, the Phillies are going to be well, the Phillies are looking to get back on track. The Atlanta Braves are certainly up there. Um, the Marlins, they made the postseason last year, and of course the Nationals are still in the division are still in the division. They won the 2019 World Series. I think that we need to wait, Mark, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I know that I know like things could could turn around with COVID and stuff like that. They could definitely I wouldn't be surprised if they did shorten the season. They could and you know, people could be off like how some people were last year. Uh Mark, what about your Philadelphia Phillies and the New York Yankees? How do you feel about them right now? Um, I think the Phillies still need to add a bullpen a bullpen piece. And um Justin Wilson is out there. Yeah, he's okay. Uh, I'd rather have, like, Sergio Romo or somebody. Sergio Romo? Yeah, man. He's, he's old. He's old, but he's cheap, and he, he still can, like, take some innings out there. Or, like, Trevor Rosenthal, that'd be a nice pickup. Trevor Rosenthal, that would be, yeah, that would be pretty good. Um, Romo had a 4.05 earn run average last year. Not too, not too bad. But as far as the Yankees, man, I think that they're it's like championship or bust. I think the one of the most underrated signings this offseason has been the Yankees getting Corey Kluber because he's not that far off from like pitching at an extremely high level. So yeah, I feel like he's going to be motivated, and it's a really good fit on the Yankees, and they desperately needed a guy behind Garrett Cole like that. And yeah, I just think that the Yankees, you should watch out for them. So. Uh- uh, Mark, let me ask you this, and you know, it's it's coming from a it's coming from a Mets fan to a Yankee fan. I mean, to a Phillies fan also. Mets talking with Jake Arrieta. Yes, that's what I was about to bring up. Trash. He's so bad. I, they would that he would that he's he would be a depth a depth signing yeah. to the Mets. Bro, I mean, he was terrible in the Phillies. I liked him. I liked him several years ago, but yeah, several keywords, several several years ago. But I mean. He he's gonna have to be like a triple A guy, you know, that you call up or a long reliever. I don't know. Ugh. When he was in, when he was in Chicago, I liked him. So what were you saying, Jerry? Oh no no no, that's actually what I was gonna bring up. Oh okay, so I I saw your I took your thunder. All right, so with baseball, I think we covered everything that is going on. So we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we are going to talk about the NBA because there's a lot to talk about. So stay tuned, and we'll be back after the break. All right, so we're back from the break. So now, Jair, let's get into some NBA basketball talk. What are your thoughts on the Sixers being the number one seed in the East and the Utah Jazz being the number one seed in the West? Two teams that I don't think anybody really expected to be in first place. Um, first, I'm going to go off about the Philadelphia 76ers. Love to hear it. I'm, no, I'm not saying go off in like a bad – No, I'm saying I want to hear what you have to say. And I'm going to compare it to the Utah Jazz. 
76ers, I believe, in a first-round series against the – like, right now, if the playoffs started today, they would be matched up against the Toronto Raptors. I have a lot more confidence in the Philadelphia 76ers definitely going over the Toronto Raptors. I also saw a, a statistic today about Seth Curry. Yeah. He's been a solid pickup for you all. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's very good on how Philadelphia revamped themselves this past offseason. I mean, that was – Shout out to Daryl Morey, right? Yeah, shout out to Daryl Morey for that one as a general manager. And at the same time, like, you know, it's a good thing you all got rid of Al Horford. And and Doc Rivers, too. That was a great addition. Yes. But I'm going to say this about the Utah Jazz. Um, And this is my comparison. I just, I mean, Utah is a very talented team. I've not watched them a lot. I've not kept up with them a lot. And I'll, admit, and I'll admit to it, they did blow a 3-1 lead last year. I mean, well, the, well yeah, actually, yeah, technically last year. Yeah, last year to the to the Denver Nuggets. But it's just like in a first-round series between Utah and Golden State or, or the Denver Nuggets or potentially the Pelicans, I just think that it would be very it – w- it, w- it could be a tough series for Utah. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Um, although I think Utah is tough and I think that they're getting better and they think, um, having Mike Conley healthier this year and more integrated in the system, I don't think they're going to be as easy to get out of the playoffs as they were in the past. And also Jordan Clarkson has really helped them solidify their bench. And he, he's really brought a lot of scoring to the team that they desperately needed. And don't forget that they now have Bogdan Bogdanovich back, and they didn't have him last year. That's a big difference maker as well. That's 20 points per game. Bohan Bogdanovich. Oh, yeah. Big, you know, you can't sleep on him. Donovan Mitchell also. Yeah, know. Donovan Mitchell is very motivated. You know, he's got Shaq constantly saying that he's not good enough. Shaq's always ripping on Donovan Mitchell for some reason. Rudy, Shaq's ripping on everybody. Yeah, Shaq has a lot to say these days. Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert, I think he's a little overrated, but I think he's very good and he's a he's a solid center. And you know, I think he should be I think it would be better if he could be like deliver more offensively. Like I don't think he's on the same level, but he's not on the same level as Embiid. What about Nikola Jokic? Yeah, he's on the same level as Embiid, all right. No, no, no. I'm saying like you don't think that Rudy Gobert is even on the same level as Nikola Jokic. No. But go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. You I uh, no no no. no. I, I'm not saying that Rudy Gobert is not a good player. I'm just, no, I'm just saying he's on the level of those guys. It's just that you know Nicole, the way of how Nicole Jokic or Joel Embiid could shoot, or even let's say even Chris Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, he's too injury prone for me though. No, he's too injury prone. But I'm just saying like his skill level and his talent. Or Carl Anthony Towns. Or Carl Anthony Towns. All I'm just trying to say, Mark, is that what it's like. You know, Rudy Gobert, I see as a very great pick and roll player. Um. He, he's not he like you know shooting a mid-range I don't I don't just see him as like a guy that can shoot a mid-range jump shot ju- jump shot like he's Kevin Garnett or Tim Duncan mm-hmm. he, you know taking lobs to the rim and playing defense is where I really see Rudy Gobert's strengths and it's just that you know is that worth like 200 million dollars that he signed with for I, I don't think so I did not think that was a good contract oh. I did not – I really didn't think that was a good contract. But I think that what Utah – like, when Utah brought Mike Conley last offseason, I thought that it, it was a very good uh, opportunity for Donovan Mitchell to be mentored. But 
but as for but as for Rudy Gobert and like you know with the playoffs and everything like that, my question is is like you know how would the Utah Jazz fear in a fear or like you know how would they go? Oh well, fair. How will they fare in a seven-game series against the against the Golden State Warriors or the Denver Nuggets? How would you think that would work out, Mark? How would what was your question? Sorry. How do you think the Utah Jazz would fare in a seven-game series? I think they would be a good matchup, honestly, against the Denver Nuggets. I think the Utah Jazz have enough offensive power because of Mitchell, Bogdanovich, and Clarkson and Conley, but. I think for the Jazz, they just need to stay healthy. And if they can't stay healthy, they're not going to be able to move into the playoffs. Like the, the Nuggets have been able to stay healthy in the playoffs, like you saw last year, and they they made a really deep run. So, but moving on from the Utah Jazz, Jair, as a Knicks fan, what are your thoughts on the – it was a kind of a weird move, the Knicks deciding to trade for Derrick Rose. Um. I think that Derrick Rose was it's a it's a nice addition for a guy like Emmanuel Quickly to it's a nice addition for Emmanuel Quickly to 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 learn from Derrick uh, Derrick Rose could provide that but you know I wanted to see Derrick Rose go to a contender I think he's happy to be on the Knicks because they're obviously better than the Pistons and oh okay then that's true he gets to be in New York and I think he loves Thibodeau. Shout out to Thibodeau, man. Like, I was giving him a lot of crap for, that the Knicks hired him, and he's kind of proven me wrong. Like, the Knicks are playing much grittier and tougher, and they're they're very competitive in every game, and he doesn't have the most talent in the league, but they're playing at a high level. So, shout out to Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. And Jair, um, before we move on from basketball, um, I want to hear your thoughts on the Brooklyn Nets. Do you think that they could even go to the finals? They look like a mess defensively. They gave up way too much in that trade. Um, and the guys they're signing, like Shumpert, feels like he's just kind of washed. He didn't even play, and he's out one to two weeks. Yeah, what, what, what's that all about? Yeah, hold on one second here. Before we even leave basketball, I want to ask you about the MVP race. But first off. You got to answer my questions about the yeah, Nets. Yeah, no, first off, I want to answer your question. The Brooklyn Nets, I just thought that what happened the other night with Kevin Durant playing and then not playing and then coming off the bench and messing up his his streak of starting games in the NBA, I just I if I were Kevin Durant, if I was out, I would have just said, you know what, then I'm then I'm then I'm just out. Uh you know, whatever. But the but the Brooklyn Nets, they gotta really figure it out. I just think that, you know. I feel like this season could – I don't want to say it's a mess, but it's just like with Kyrie Irving sitting out games and just them giving up Karis LeVert and Jared Allen and having a guy like DeAndre Jordan on the team getting paid what he's getting paid. Did you see James Harden screaming at him last night? I, I, I saw it, yes. I saw it. I just – I just I think that the Brooklyn Nets, it's going to be either a hit or a miss for them. What I think you, that they need to trade for, like, JaVale McGee or something. I, You know, Mark, I'll be honest with you. I think that the Warriors had JaVale McGee for the 2018-2019 season over DeMarco. I, I think that JaVale McGee would have done better in the finals against the Toronto Raptors than, than DeMarcus Cousins. I also yeah. think that a guy like Nerlens Noel and the Knicks would help them a lot, too. Yeah, I think, that the, I think that the Brooklyn Nets need an athletic center. Like, you know. That can block shots. They don't need someone who can score. There's someone who can catch lobs and block shots. Yeah, it's just like 
you know, DeAndre Jordan, he could do that, but for the amount of what happened? DeAndre Jordan is not very good defensively anymore. Yeah, but it's just like for a guy like DeAndre Jordan to get paid what he's getting paid, I don't agree with that whatsoever. Yeah, it's not a good move. Absolutely not. And I told you this. I think I might have mentioned it on this show. I literally said, why are you getting DeAndre Jordan when you have a guy like Jared Allen who who was doing well before – you know, the, the offseason when Kyrie and Katie I guess they up. had to trade those two guys to do the James Harden trade, but, like, imagine if they had Terion Prince and Jared Allen with James Harden. It would be a completely dom- more dominant team. I just think, I mean. I think they should have tried to give it to DeAndre Jordan, like Landry Shaman instead of those two guys. Yeah, and at the same time, you asked me about Amon Shumpert. I think that his – do you know who I would have called instead of Amon Shumpert? Who? Come on. Mark, as a Knicks fan, you don't remember the Knicks tape? Come on. Jamal Crawford? Oh, J.R. Smith? Of course. J.R. Smith, I don't know if he's a good defensive player. I think he's kind of washed in the defensive end. Mark, I'm going to tell you this. I think I, – I I don't know what happened to Amon Shumpert. I remember when Amon Shumpert first came in the league, and he was a pretty good player. I remember he – unfortunately, he tore his ACL in his first in his first playoff game against the Miami Heat that year. Then he came back for the 2012-2013 season. He was pretty good then, but after that, he just went downhill, I feel. Yes, he got traded to the Cavs. Yes, he got a championship, and he played in three NBA Finals with Cleveland. But he's just not – like, I just don't understand what, what goes on with him. I, I know that he practices, but I just feel like he cares more about his rack career and just, like, his own video shoots and whatever and clothing and whatever, more than even playing basketball anymore. That's a fair point. Jair, you asked me about the MVP race. I think you know who I'm going to say. My 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 uh, leading candidate for the MVP is Joel Embiid. For I mean, what else can you say? He's completely took his game to a whole other level this year. Um, he's always been a dominant player, but this year he's averaging 29 points a game, 11 rebounds, three assists. You know, he's shooting his field goal percentage is 54%. He's shooting 38% from three. He's really uh, killing it this year. So I think he should be the MVP. But, you know, if it's not going to be him, um, it will be LeBron James, you know. What are your thoughts, Jair, before we get into our um, – take our break? Um there's a lot of options that you could go for the MVP race. I see, I can see why Joel Embiid could be considered. Mark, I just wanted to ask you, what are, what are your opinions on uh, Nikola Jokic? I think Nikola Jokic is very good. I mean, he's definitely up there, but I don't think he is as good defensively as like LeBron or Joel Embiid, so that they should be considered higher than him because of their defensive presence. 27 and a half points per game, 11 and a half rebounds a game, along with eight and a half assists per game. I think that Joel, I'm saying Joel, Nikola Jokic could be, I think that he could be, he could be up there. But he doesn't do anything defensively, which is why I don't consider him number one. Yes. I think that we're going to have to have a lot, like we're going to have to come back to this topic again down the road because it's still a little too early and we still have guys like Steph, like Stephen Curry playing at a high level. Definitely. Many others. But, um, Jair, let's take one more quick break and then we'll get into NFL. Yes, sir.
To listen to more Tripod Productions, go to thetriangle.org slash podcasts.